Rocky Mike Wright, a podcast about podcasting. Brought to you by CarlyNimmo.com and Radcasters Podcasting School, where you can learn to podcast like a pro, from a pro. All right, let's go. I feel like I'm in a bird sanctuary at the moment. There are birds all over the place, so you may hear their sweet song in the background. Today I want to talk about Apple Charts. And I want to talk about why it's not really important and maybe shouldn't be a focus, but also why it can be a good thing, right? So I recently launched a show called Humans Resourced with a friend of mine. We went out to the hinterland of Byron Bay. We sat down for a day and we recorded a series of 10 episodes. Then we went away, edited them and put them out as a binge series. I wanted to explore with what it would be like if podcasting was approached in a similar way to Netflix, you know. So we release a whole series at once and people can binge on them because we do know that about podcast listeners. They are like Netflix watchers. They do like to binge. So what if I created a show and put it out there and we saw if if that that you know, kind of people responded well to that. And they did for the most part. It hasn't had the success that I really think it deserves because it is an incredible show. Um, But we had some initial success, right? So we did hit the top of the charts for that show, as I have for all five of my podcasts uh, over the years. Each one of them has kind of gone right up to the top of the charts, which is nice, but it actually doesn't mean much. So when we, when Kelly and I recorded Humans Resourced and we had this success, she really excitedly went to, um, and, and spoke to a friend about how excited she was that we were climbing the charts. And they had said to her, it doesn't really matter. Like the charts don't really mean anything. And so she came back to me a little deflated and was like, is that true? Does it not really mean anything? And I was like, well, yeah, it is kind of true. And and it's interesting, right, because so many people uh, are looking for or really longing to reach the top of the charts and it's like their game. They want to they get to the top of the charts, they want to get picked up by new and noteworthy and that's their kind of growth strategy and it's not a growth strategy. It's just not because we need to, again, like everything, come back to the behaviour of podcast listeners. And if you are a podcast listener... I want you to reflect on your own behavior when it comes to listening to podcasts and how you come across them and, you know, yeah, yeah, basically how you consume them. So there are a few different ways that I, as a podcast listener, come across shows, and I think this speaks to the vast majority of people. Number one is word of mouth. We hear someone mentions a show that they're listening to and we think, oh, yeah, that would be cool. I'll listen to it. Or we're in a Facebook group and we see a thread of someone who's asked what, you know, what are your favorite podcasts? And we go through and we see some that we might like and subscribe to them. Or we are the other way that we come across podcasts is we're in the podcast app and we're thinking about something that we really want to listen to. So for example, I am obsessed with human design 
And when I first discovered it and I got my chart and I was like, oh, I want to learn more about this stuff, I just opened up my podcast app and I typed in human design. And I went down the rabbit hole of podcast listening or everything I could consume, could consume about human design in podcasts. So that's another way people are generally finding your show, right? It's either through you promoting it, through someone else promoting your show, or through you searching for a particular topic that you're interested in or a particular person that you're interested in. So kind of like using using your podcast app as a search engine. How people are generally not finding shows is in the charts. They're generally not going to iTunes, going into the charts, scrolling through. They There may be a small percentage of people who do that. Maybe you're one of them. But the bulk of people are finding it through those other ways, search engine terms, you promoting or someone else promoting your show. They're generally not looking for shows by specifically going to the charts and searching. So who is looking at the charts? Podcasters. That's who's looking at the charts for the most part. Podcasters looking for their own show. (laughs) So yeah, you might convert a few people through that. Other podcasters who are like, oh, look, that looks like an interesting show. I might listen to it. But that's not the bulk of where people are going to discover you. So why the emphasis on making sure your show is really successful in the charts? Now, as I said, I've had all of my shows hit the top of the charts. And what I can tell you is that doesn't really translate to much. It doesn't translate to a bigger audience. It doesn't translate to, you know, guaranteed podcast success. It doesn't really translate to much other than the fact it's something great that I can share that I can use to promote my show. Whenever I'm climbing the charts and I share that, while it may, while I know it actually means nothing, It does mean something to other people and it's something they can get behind and it's something they can um, use to share, to be like, oh my God, my friend's hitting number five in the charts in business. You know, like people get behind that stuff. It really gets them excited. So from that perspective, it can be a really useful tool. And that's really the only way I use it is for for the excitement and to build anticipation and to have another way that I can share the excitement around and the buzz around my show that isn't just me promoting, you know, another post on why I started this podcast. So from that perspective, it has some use and it actually doesn't take a lot for that to happen. I do feel like having said that, right? Okay. So it, it, maybe it does take a lot because I don't have a huge audience. I'm not a celebrity. I'm, I'm, you know, I have like a thousand followers on Instagram and a thousand followers on Facebook and maybe an email list of 400 because I burnt it down to the ground when I closed Radcasters a few years ago. Uh, so I've just kind of restarted that. So, so it's not a huge audience. But what I have done over the years is spend and invest a lot of time and energy into helping people. I've spent you know, I'm an active member in many Facebook groups. I am generous with my knowledge. I am generous with my time. I am generous with my energy. 
And and that means when I go and launch a show, people get behind me because I have done the work. I have built the relationships and people want to, you know, I know that they want to thank me for the the help that I've given them over the years. So this is a really big lesson, I guess, in what it takes to have success, right? One of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they they launch their show and their launch is they're live in Apple Podcasts. That's the that's the launch. They haven't told a single soul that they've started a show because <laughs> maybe because it's taken up so much energy and they've had to move through so much of their own shit that it's just a relief to get it out there. But if you want to have success and you want people to listen to your show, you're going to have to promote it. And my whole thing is, you know, for the, for those early phases, you just got to keep promoting it. Promote it, promote it until you're blue in the face. And when you're blue in the face and you feel like you can't talk about your podcast anymore, you talk about it more because there's always someone who says to me, I didn't even know you had, you were a podcaster. And it's like, how the fuck could you not know that about me? <laughs> everything about me is about podcasting. So how could you not know I had a show? So just keep talking about it. Keep sharing your show. Just get over yourself and your bullshit stories about how how much space you're allowed to take up. We need to get rid of all of those stories and just share because what you have If you've gone to all the time and energy and you've learned how to podcast and you're doing it well, the world deserves to hear your fucking show, not have it just in podcast obscurity and then have you walk away from podcasting because you didn't get the success you thought you were going to have because you haven't told anyone about your fucking show. (laughs) So this is like a bit of a ramble here, there, everywhere, but essentially what I wanted to really highlight was Apple charts are not the be-all and end-all, and it's not the destination. I've seen some of my podcasters have success, but it hasn't been through a clitoral sneeze up the chart. It's been through sustained growth and promoting themselves. And yeah, some of them have been picked up and put in the Apple banner, and that has had an impact for sure on traffic, that featured part but there's no real way to guarantee that to happen. What we know about Apple is that they reward certain behaviours, but we don't know the ins and outs of that. We can take an educated guess. And the educated guess is that there are a few elements to your success in Apple's eyes. They are traffic. How much traffic are you sending to Apple? But not just how much traffic are you sending, how many people are subscribing? How many people are leaving you a review or a rating? And because this is the thing, right? Like, again, coming back to that, I mean, it's a gross analogy, but the clitoral sneeze, it's like a climax, right? We have the climax and then boom, we go plummeting down. So the way that we... um sustain that is by continually promoting ourselves, continually sharing the show, asking our friends to share the show. I mean, there's tricks that you can do. See, this is the thing, right? Like IAB compliance will be changing a lot of this stuff, but not everyone is hosting through someone, you know, through a host that is IAB compliant. This is a topic for another day, compliance. But (laughs) 
there are bots and all kinds of things that we can do to pump up our downloads if we're not using an IAB compliant host. Sometimes the charts aren't even real. The traffic and people can create bots to leave reviews and shit like that. So, so we don't, it's not a fair playing ground. Uh, It's getting fairer, but it's generally not. And if you look at the top of the charts, who you see there are people who have resources and large audiences, right? So it's it's networks like ABC in Australia or NPR or Gimlet or uh, Mamma Mia in Australia, uh, networks that have big audiences or celebrities, people who, again, have a big audience. So as a relative nobody, it's difficult for us to sustain and compete against those really large audiences and really large amount of downloads, which is why it's nice when you do get up there to be able to share it because it does make you legitimate in the eyes of the general Joe, which make, kind of feels like it's a bit sneaky really, but it's, it, you know, it is what it is and people perceive it in the way that they perceive it. So but I do feel like it can be damaging when that becomes our uh, our measurement for success because it's not. You know, our measurement for success needs to be way more internal than those external factors. If we are basing our success of our show on the fact that we were picked up by new and noteworthy or we hit number one in the charts, it's it's just not a sustainable way to, and it's just not healthy to, um, you know, place that much importance on vanity metrics. So for me, it's about coming back to what what does a successful show look and feel like for you beyond the external stuff and then aligning your show to those measurements of success. The other stuff is nice, but it's it's a clitoral sneeze. It's a moment that feels good and is over in 30 seconds or less, <laughs> depending. On you um, and your clit, I guess. Oh, random. Okay, so <laughs> I'm probably going to get a few one-star reviews on this one now. But anyway, you know, you know what I'm saying. We want sustained growth. We want sustained um, pleasure. <laughs> we want su- sustained success. And those things live outside those short, sharp, fast, external measurements of success. So focus on the internal game, peeps. All right, until next week. Peace out. Carly Nimmo signing off. Bye-bye now.